I just did it. Because I can. That's what she said. Okay. I've already imported that one, so it's going to be really confused. Hi, welcome to another episode of Bloody Babbles Podcast. I really like... Bubbles. So, <laughs> just, oh, uh. yep. That's my contribution. You're welcome. <laughs> no. The, what was it? I think it was the fourth episode. And I was just like, welcome to another installment of, and you're like, the bloody babbles. I'm like, I loved how we did that intro. I'm like, eventually. Oh, we should do that from now on. I know. We're not doing a... We're not consistent. Should we do it? I mean, this is only episode six. Okay. Uh, what? That was me rewinding. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to another... <laughs> another episode uh-huh. of... Bloody babbles. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, and scene. Let's go ahead and emphasize babbles. Babbles. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed that uh, last episode. Cause, cause that's who I am. We babbled a lot on the last one, but it was really good and I enjoyed it and it was great. You're welcome. Um, so um coming in hot. So this this uh story I'm gonna tell you about today, this case, is a survivor's tale. I love it. Which I is love it so much. it's Thank a you. little it's rough. Don't get me wrong, it is rough, but she survives because she's a little freaking badass little chick. Women are strong. We really what? are. She's if a we teenager. We just love each other. <clears throat> we just, God, I'm just really still. I don't really know Nicole how. Nicole told me a story recently. Like, literally, that I just. I can't quite let go of. Yeah, maybe we'll end up covering it because it's rough. It was rough. I, uh, I'm coming into this with that mindset. <laughs> So, thank so you, a survivor story is what we need because we're we need it, like, very badly. a hot mess. I Thanks. I that little one to survive very badly. Uh, I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm going to tell you about Elizabeth Schof. Do you know her name? Last name? Schof. Schof. S-H-O-A-F. Elizabeth Schof. I don't know Elizabeth. She's a badass. Oh, I'm so happy. But she had to go through some traumatic ass stuff and to so you just get there. want to hug her today. Yes. She talks about what happened to her. She goes and speaks to people because she's a badass. So we're going to travel back just to 2006. Um, On September 6th, 2006, Elizabeth Schof got off the school bus and is in her driveway when she's approached by a man. He is wearing a homemade uniform and badge and pretending to be a police officer. Unbeknownst to her, she didn't know he wasn't a real officer. The officer, quote-unquote, approached Elizabeth and claimed she had been reported to have marijuana and handcuffed her. How old is she? Elizabeth was 14 years old, and she was a very petite girl. She didn't look 14. She looked like she was, like, 12. She was very little. 14 years old. So the officer, for lack of a better word, this isn't, like, super long. This is only, like, I think I only have, like, four pages on it, but... It's still a pretty wild but awesome story because this girl is amazing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the officer, 36-year-old douche nozzle, Mm -hmm. is Vincent Filia. Filia? I think that's how you say it. Didn't lead her to a police car but into the woods behind her home. Behind her home? 
Yep, she had woods back behind her home. I don't know if I say where she lives. We'll get there. But anyways, she got disoriented and found herself at the door of an underground bunker. A year prior to her abduction, Phil Yaw had been sought out for a sexual assault warrant of his then-girlfriend's 12-year-old daughter. Phil Yaw then decided to get back at Kershaw County Sheriff's Department. He was a heavy drinker, and it was thought and was thought to have brain damage from his alcoholism. So he wanted to get back at this the sheriff's department for being accused of assaulting his girlfriend's daughter, twelve year old daughter. The best way is to abduct another child. Is just to be who they said he was. Precisely. And probably but was. Just what this girl does. You know what? I can't. And there's Kelly having a meltdown. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to Hey, I was like, I was going to just say that. <laughs> don't spill it. <laughs> okay. So when Phil Yaw, I feel like Phil Yap, Phil Yap, Phil Yaw, Vincent, Phil Yaw. Sorry. He's got a weird name and we can make fun of it because he's a fucking he's worthless, stupid down. dish. Fucking fuck. Okay. Anyways, there it is. When Phil Yaw couldn't get back at the 12 year old victim who ended up being moved to foster care, his next plan was to, was and it was in quotations, to kidnap somebody else, draw all of Kershaw County into one general area, and then just blow them all up, unquote. Well, I'm glad he didn't actually do that, but, uh... He comes really close, though. Because, just wait, okay. Maybe this isn't how you should react to being accused of doing something horrific. Yeah, because what just you do just is... Just do something horrific. Ugh. Just go live in a hole. Go live in your own underground bunker and don't come out of it. Just go away from us. Mm -hmm. away from us. Well, he's in prison, so. For months after that accusation, Philia had lurked in the woods near Elizabeth's neighborhood, seeking out a victim. Oh, that word lurked just hits. Oh, I don't like it. Seeking out a victim. He built the bunker in the side of a hill and stocked it with food, guns, and explosive devices, as one does. Um, it is also contained... No, don't read English words, Nicole. You wrote these down yourself. <laughs> it also contained a homemade toilet, a propane tank for cooking, a small battery-operated TV Phil y'all would end up using to stay updated on the search for Elizabeth, and also a bed he would end up using, trigger warning, to rape Elizabeth two to five times daily. Oh my god, no, no, no. So days. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, she's not in there very long. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. <clears throat> so he put a long chain on her neck to prevent her from trying to escape. So, yeah, kidnaps her off the bus in her driveway saying, oh, you have marijuana because you look like an adult even though you're 14 and you look like you're 12. Come with me and I'm going to torture you because I'm a fucking, uh, just a horrible piece of human trash. Steaming garbage. Semen. Semen garbage. Yep. Although semen Steaming pile of used needles. How do you spell his name one more time? Elizabeth Schof. How do you spell Schof? S H O A F. S H O A F. S H O A F. Loaf. Schof. Yes. Baby badass. Upon arrival, Filial made her remove all her clothes and she was immediately raped as soon as they got into this bunker. He would also he also told her if she escaped he would hurt her brother. Um, her brother's name was Donnie and he was twelve years old. Oh, he was younger. So yeah. So so, but he obviously you know he'd been watching her so he knew she had a brother. Oh, 
Like, ugh! So creepy. As someone who has been followed and stalked, it's unsettling. She's the cutest thing. She's cute. And she's a badass. Anyway, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna say that so much. People are gonna be like, please stop saying that. Too bad. Deal with it. During the first few days, Elizabeth could hear helicopters as well as footsteps literally walking around above her in the bunker she was in. She could hear them. That's kind of beautiful that she could hear them looking for her. Just know that people were looking for her. Yeah. But she did fear she would never be found. But she used reverse psychology and acted as if she was falling in love with Philia. Like, Smart. Yeah. And I, I wrote on here, what a fucking genius. There you go. That would be so hard to do when you just despise someone so much. Especially when, like, the minute, the minute he, like, he kidnaps her and the first thing he does, take off all your clothes, I'm raping you. I'm gonna oh pretend I'm falling in love with you. At 14 years old? 14 year old me would have been like, nah, just kill I me. I want to say that because of my warnings to my children, <laughs> they would know to do the same thing? Do you think good parenting here? Preparing yeah. Preparing her for I've, in the world? Possibly. Hmm. But, okay. Yeah, so I yeah, put what a, what a genius. Um, it worked, and he did lower his guard and opened up to her and even removed the chain from her neck and also let her out of the bunker just to get a minute or two of fresh air. But she was smart enough to not run, like, with him there, which I think that's so, like, that's like a split-second de decision. Like, that'd be so hard. It's Especially when you... Move. Yeah. She had to think ahead. Yeah, and she did. Um, one of the things Elizabeth did that helped... Or did helped by dropping her shoes to help if someone came to look for her while she was outside of the bunker. She put her shoes outside so they were near there. She continued to speak to Philia and asked about his interest to make her seem like she was less of an object and more of a person. So she'd ask him about like like I just the ah my fourteen year old self would have been no not that smart. Um, when she was getting moments out of the bunker, she would leave strands of her hair so dogs would pick up her scent. Oh, I love it. Like, this girl is a genius. Like, for someone being kidnapped and not, and probably not being that far from her house. Granted, I mean, woods, if you live in big wooded area, like, we're in Kansas. There's hardly any trees. Have been scared of those woods throughout her lifetime? I, guess, I don't know why that's just. I'm sure she's played in those just woods. Just for her nightmares to come true. I hope that she never felt that way about them, I guess. Right. I feel, that. I feel that. I feel that. Things happen to them, so. So. Yeah, so she, yeah, leave her hair around, dropped her shoes. Like, this girl, so she's, yes, I'm just, oh. uh, I'm blown away by her. But like I said, this is really short because she was, okay. After seven to ten days, Elizabeth uh, convinced. Nicole, real quick. So is this like a short one or is this a long one? It's definitely not. I'm not sure. I feel like you haven't said it enough. <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. Nobody's going to be upset with you for saying a short one. Just show you. So once I, we know. We okay. Know. So after seven to ten days. Seven to ten days. Elizabeth convinced Philia to let her play games on his cell phone. I guess it is 2006. Oh, so yeah, cell phones were. He's not an intelligent man. He's really not. She played with the phone until she he fell asleep. And he like, when she, um he would like check her and be like, what are you doing on there? Like. Obviously, he was like, what are you doing? Because, obviously, I don't want to get caught, you know, for stealing a child, <laughs> even though this was literally my plan the whole time. Don't text the police. 
when she texted her family, but the signal was spotty, so the messages weren't going through until one of her messages did go through to her mom. One message. Um, the message said, hey mom, it's Lizzie. She described where she was down the road and that she was in a hole. When they took it to police, they thought it was a hoax. They didn't think it was real, which I mean... That's, You're, that's, it's very, I, I quite honestly wouldn't trust anything either. Yeah. But they were able to ping the cell from a tower. I know. <gasps> they were able to ping the call from, yeah, from a tower near Philia's trailer, which wasn't far from Philia's underground bunker. It's really good that there was a tower close by. I know. And this guy's not smart and put the bunker near his house like a moron. But I mean, that's what probably saved her life, honestly. So they started pulling putting the phone and message on the news in Philia's face. He grew furious, but was more fearful. He even asked Elizabeth what he should do. He asked oh her what he should do because she'd gained so much trust with him. Like this girl is a living, breathing hero. Like Absolutely. I would, and her name is Elizabeth, which and is my first middle name. Complete shell of a human. And just didn't know how to deal with life in any way. And he just form, wanted to just, uh, he sexually thought, assault you know, people. Hey, how dare you accuse me of something terrible? Like, let me just prove it. And the fact that he didn't kill her, like he very well could have. I mean, they saw the TV down there. Like, I'm. I guess I'm not. I, I don't think I could ever take anybody else's life. But if I had kidnapped someone, you would. You know, in most cases, they would have been like, "And you're dead, bye." But he was just like, but because of this girl's brilliant mind, she gained all of his trust. It's like the opposite yes. of most stories. What is this syndrome called? Uh, I when know. they just kind of do like, uh, oh no, like Stockholm they, syndrome. Stockholm, yeah, yeah. So it's the opposite actually. She commits him. She Elizabeth Schoff syndromed him because she's yeah, a she badass. Did. Let's make it a new thing. Yeah, Schoff syndrome. Schoff syndrome is when Nail you're on. awesome and know how to get away uh, from people who kidnap you. You are a. <laughs> Uh, just to, like you said. That's what I'm going to call this. The bravery of someone who has been so brutally assaulted, assaulted insulted, in and so everything. Ways, absolutely. Mm -hmm. But, um, so this is her advice to him. She told him to run away and leave because they'd catch him and he would go to jail. He left the following morning. Oh, he followed her advice. Yeah, he left the following morning and left her alone in the bunker. After she felt he was long gone, she was able to push the heavy door open and crawled out of the bunker. Elizabeth started yelling, hoping someone would he be near and hear her. Finally, searchers found her. And I feel like there, like there was a big, long interview. And I feel like I probably could have went into details and told you like what they say. But, um, but the, yeah, they yelled her name and she screamed back. And they said once they were spotted, she collapsed and just started crying. She was taken to the hospital for evaluations, but like, she's just like, she's like, as soon as I heard them saying my name, she's like, I'm here, I'm here, yeah. I'm here. Like, this is giving me chills in my body. Um, Philia was five miles from his house carrying a taser, pellet gun, and a knife when he was arrested. He was charged <laughs> with kidnapping, possession of an incendiary device, a flare gun, which... I was like, okay. why? Why did you have a flare gun? But um, well, if and you got into trouble. Pew pew pew! I'm gonna flare you to I death. Need you guys to help me now. Flare ya, flare ya! Oh, no. Impersonating a police officer and with other charges pending. Uh, he pled guilty to all counts before the trial even began. 
but Elizabeth was too emotional to testify, so she had her lawyer prepare a statement that um, they read at his trial. But later, she did make a public statement against him. Good. Curly's talking to us at the top of the stairs. Well, and I'm just kind of wondering if he can't hear fireworks going off oh. outside. Yes. But he has poor hearing, <laughs> and I was kind of hoping he was going to just make it through this like a champ because he can't hear it anymore. Oh. But I feel like maybe he's scared. Oh, sweet. Oh, poor My guy. Maybe though, he was a rescue, and he does not come down the stairs. Oh. Never has since I've had him. That's so, that's wild. I don't like it because, again, you know how wild my imagination is. All I can think about is what was done to him. Ugh. Why is he so scared of basements? And he doesn't, he doesn't like to be contained either. Mm. Uh, bad weather. He was staying with my parents once and they put him in the garage Ugh. Uh, because they don't have, they, they don't allow pets in their house. Which is fine. I mean. I mean, I do. I allow everyone in my house. That's why I'm moving in. You're welcome. Yeah. Like I said, by the time Just this episode, by the time this episode will Have be out, food. I'll be in Enjoy. Kelly's. I will be in the bloody My basement. Mi casa es su casa. Mi casa es su casa. Um, but yeah, he uh, he's improved. He doesn't shake. He doesn't flinch like he used to. But he still has his tendencies. Hmm. But after they, he was only in the garage for maybe two hours because they could obviously mm -hmm. they knew he was in distress. Oh, sweet boy. Shook. Oh. For days after that. I don't know what they did to him. I don't like it. I'm just so glad he's with me. Sweet little curly. Okay, now that we've done babbling, um, we're going to go back to the case because we're not quite done yet. <laughs> Phil, okay, get this. Sorry. Take a guess on how many years he was sentenced to prison. For? For the kidnapping, impersonating a police officer, everything. Just take a guess. Rape? Yeah. How many years do you think he was sentenced to in prison? I mean, I would like to think it was, like, life, but... No, they give it a number. <laughs> they give it a number. <laughs> Which is... a lot of, uh, uh, how many different things was he charged with? You said four? Um, kidnapping, possession of an incendiary device, and impersonating a, a police officer with other charges pending. So, those were just the first three. So, rape wasn't even included in it yet. Wow, so just on those three charges, you want me to tell you how much he got? Yeah, I want there. you to just guess the number of years. I mean, he impersonated a police officer. Yep. It's like a big deal to those guys. Yes. In 2006. 40. <laughs> Philia was sen sentenced to 421 years what in prison. <laughs> without... Why don't they give other people these sentences? How many times have we heard of someone getting out, like, after 15 years? They when, they've, something? when they've murdered, like, multiple yeah. people... But like he gets four hundred. I, 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 I love Canada. I'm not, not saying against it, but we got a lot of people walking around up there who did real bad things. Uh huh. And they're just out living their oh best my lives. Four hundred and twenty. Twenty-one years. Do not impersonate a police officer, people. <laughs> without possibility. That is it. Um, without the possibility of parole on September nineteenth, two thousand seven, by Circuit Judge G. Thomas Cooper. Given the maximum penalty by of South Carolina law. So it was in South Carolina. I knew I had it in here where they were at, but I'm like, I literally didn't write that down. <laughs> this slime ball waste of human flesh is still alive and resides in his own hell bunker at the maximum, 
I wrote that down. I was real proud. He needs to be in a hell bunker. At the maximum security unit at Kirkland Correctional Institution. Um, Elizabeth has appeared in several interviews and also a Lifetime movie was made called A A Girl in the Bunker, which premiered on May 28th, 2018. Um, The last update about her that I could find was... better have given proceeds to the family. Uh, all the proceeds, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I think she had a hand in the film being made, I believe. Don't quote me on that. But the last update um, was in May of 2018. She was taking self-defense classes and living a regular life. She had a large hand in the making of the movie about her abduction. She said, yeah. it's just a remembrance. I use it to keep me strong. I survived and I can help others survive. What a badass. Uh. <laughs> Good for you, Elizabeth. She's so cute. And she's, she's so, so cute. Young. She really doesn't look 14. No, she didn't. What, 2006? Uh, it so. makes me so happy that she got out, though. Yeah. All those rescues. She's and... just a year older than me then, because in 2006, I would have been 13. Wow. Because, yeah, so she's my age. Like, that's wild. We, I feel like you would have been a badass, too. We, I, I, I don't know if I would have came up with reverse psychology, though. But I feel like... I know that you have to personalize yourself. And right. I, but, again, getting that connection, like, I think you're an amazing person. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. That's a hard thing, I think, for anyone to do. And I said that Especially... earlier about police officers who take these total criminals but sort of join their side, I guess. Yeah. Kind of make them feel comfortable mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. what they've done. Because they're like, we totally get it. Yeah. Get why you... Yeah. I, I just know that has to be so sickening to them to, to do yeah that. to have to do that but it's it's but a it's, it's part of obviously their... successful yeah because then it gets them to bloom like a flower a parent and... of hers in law enforcement i don't think i don't i mm-hmm. i'm not gonna say yes or no because i don't know i, I feel like wonder. i could have i feel like she has a knowledge of this I, t- I feel like i like i said it's been a while since i looked up when i researched that but i didn't i felt i couldn't find like a whole lot of her upbringing but i'm like oh, she's got to have some kick-ass parents to oh, like absolutely they prepared her for sure yeah like and i'm sure like uh her brother like they're just probably just incredibly and humans just the fact that she was extremely protected with him yes she's just like okay i gotta keep so him safe mm-hmm. so that that went into her mentality oh, too like i really just... do hope because i don't see this on a daily basis but i right. feel like as much as you fight within a family because we do Right. Siblings fight. <laughs> um, it, it should be, and it was with my family, and I'm hoping my kids are the same way. Uh, listen, I can pick on my brother. But not I you. I can talk, you know, yep. you know, down on my brother. But I will kill you. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you do anything yeah. to my sibling. I can torture them, but you cannot. And then, But then, yeah, well, there's that. And then there's just some siblings who just have an absolute gorgeous just relationship. Like, they just get each other. Like, me and my brothers mm-hmm. beat the crap out of each other still to this day. Now we all have bad hips, so it takes us a while to all get off the floor, <laughs> even if one person's already won, which is usually Vince. <laughs> we got in this, like, pile of just decrepitness. <laughs> and we're just laying there, and the and then there's Arlo just jumping stop. on all over this. We're I want to really fight not. too. Can't do it. Gosh, oh. but yeah, I just yeah. No, Elizabeth Shelf, you are 
the epitome of a motherfucking badass. You're amazing. You are amazing. amazing. As if you're ever going to listen to this nonsense, but it's fine. I mean, it doesn't matter. You put it out there in the universe. Yes. This is an amazing human being. Now I need need to figure out how to watch a girl in the bunker and see how it's depicted. Because I'm sure she's probably an executive producer on it. Yeah, something. I bet she did. I bet she had a, a big hand in it. Oh, yeah. I'm that just just awesome. So yeah, 2018. So two years ago, she'd have Very been. Recent. I love it though. I love that it came out happy. Even uh, if she had to go through some traumatic, traumatic stuff, it's just. It's really hard. I I. I just I I, grateful I never went through anything like that. But I I just like I really don't know if I could put myself. I mean I'm like always prepared like. That's one thing that's nice about where we work mm-hmm. is there's cameras everywhere. I feel very, uh, <laughs> and I, I remember though, fantastic, <laughs> wonderful, telling me when I first started that I wouldn't be safer anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talked about the back parking lot and how, you know, you could, he goes, don't do this, but I mean, you could park your car, leave it unlocked, do whatever. He goes, I never. very safe because we know everything always. When I had my Camry, I never locked it. And it makes you feel maybe a little too safe, but at the same time, there's cameras we're everywhere. So protected, and I know that. Yeah. We have we... Sky. We always have sky. sky. The people up there that are looking at us that are literally not in the ceiling, but I feel like they should be. <laughs> that watch me accidentally not put my mask on right now and get very upset with me. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I'm probably gonna get like sight. Citations. Sorry. Wearing face Sorry. masks is stupid, and that can be a whole rabbit hole on itself. But that's not what Kelly's going to tell us about. <laughs> I'm not. I'm actually going to talk about something that has intrigued me since I was young. Oh. Oh. Kelly's super old, so. <laughs> Hello Babylonians! I know a lot of you have been with us for a long time, even from the beginning, and we cannot say thank you enough. And I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately, how do you make your own podcast? Well, it's simple. I use Anchor. Anchor Anchor.fm, which is the website, or there is an app, or you can go on your computer, whatever you want to do. It's the easiest way. Um, It is run through Spotify, so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto, and there's lots of different, it'll stream to at least, I think, 10 different platforms, or more. um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer, so no matter where your setup is like, you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms including Spotify with a single tap anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify I know a lot of you have been asking for video don't worry I'm working on it with anchor creators can earn money yes yes you heard that right in a variety of ways including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions and best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me, even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening.
JK, stop sexting. I can't. <laughs> All right, I cannot physically not, not sexed. talk to my boyfriend, and it has nothing to do with sexting, Nicole. It is all about She's sex. lying. It's not all about Lies sex. and blasphemy. No, I'm just kidding. I don't appreciate what you're saying right now. <laughs> it's uh, funny. <clears throat> all right, and, you know, as... And here's a segue. Kids, we have these myths, right? Yes. I always... And, and maybe I should do some rabbit holes about these, because they are all exciting to me, but I like the Loch Ness Monster. <clears throat> Nessie. I'm Bigfoot. Hello. I just want to know what's happening there. Bigfoot really, really, uh, it pulls me in sometimes because it's in, it's fascinating. In some cases, they have like DNA evidence, so I just think that's incredible. But there was a guy. I it's a picture that circulated on Facebook, and I think I share it every time that I see it. But there was a guy. I don't want to say it was on some beach, and I want to say Australia, but that's probably wrong. And if anyone from Australia ever listens, please don't hate me if you listen to this. But he would put giant penguin feet and he would walk all over this uh, beach and eventually like years later they figured it out was him but they they were like how are these giant feet that look like penguins giant how, penguin feet penguin feet all over this beach oh my gosh you have to wonder how many people are out there doing that for big but as well really i i I'm, i know they did in again i don't know location either <laughs> So do not quote me on the location I'm about to say, but it seems like it was in the Asian area, possibly Russian area. I don't know. Mountainous, <laughs> where it's cold. And they've been trying to find this beast that had been roaming. And they found like hair attached to a tree or something like that along the way. And when they did the DNA on it, it came back as nothing that we have on record uh-huh. but very close to human very close to ape but it was not either of those things so <laughs> okay Everything see i said australia sense. it's in freaking florida <laughs> oh, hi hey you're gonna be in florida <laughs> She's going to Florida. No. Actually, by the time this episode comes out, you're like already going to be getting ready to come back I'll from be Florida. Back and I could have the COVID. Everyone's nervous about it. But, and guess um, who's still going to come record a podcast with her? This uh, guy. Because you um, trust me so much. And um, I love all of our fans. You know, all 22 of you. You're oh, welcome. I want to say these 22 people. I wish I had their names. I, um, wish I could tell them personally how much I appreciate. I know the there's one girl. Her name is Jillian. Way. Jillian? Jillian. And she's she's the one who messaged me on Instagram when our Does episode had... Did she read Jillian Flynn? I don't Because know. she should. Jillian Flynn? Listen, Jillian, listen, read... Wait. Read Dark Places or Sharp Objects. What she just said. Uh. So, Jillian, we're shouting you out because I got really excited when you messaged us and we're just two weirdos oh that live in Kansas. <laughs> We're just nobodies. We're just nobodies, and we're you care. Human who like gives a crap what we're doing. You don't even have to be from Singapore. You just gotta be you, Jillian. Jillian, come and chat with us. Jillian, we're gonna Facetime you one day if come you're a, if you with me. come spirit. Yes, come be our <laughs> friend. My doggy, I think, can hear the fireworks and starting to worry me. Like Florida that? three toes. His name was Ivan Sanderson. Well. Oh, Tony Cinerini. I love when we wearing. Signorini? Signorini? I want you to know as a teacher, I do this a lot. My students are like, you don't know what you're saying. And I very clearly say, you're right. I do not. I am doing my best. Uh, <laughs> I love it. But yes. Um, so, no. I'm jumping to something not 
living. No, but, but it's a, maybe living. It's a thing. It's a thing. It's got something going on. Tell us what you're rabbit holing. I have always been extremely intrigued by the Bermuda Triangle. Dun dun dun. The Bermuda Triangle. Bermuda Triangle. Uh, and I think they've got to figure it out to this day, which really upsets me because I had, you know, lots of ideas about the Bermuda Triangle growing up. Like, it's totally magical. I feel like I should know, but I guess I'm just... That's well, not... you know what? I'm going to go through it. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about it. i got to talk um, about that. The jump sh- down this hole. Welcome. Because a lot of these I've read, and our students, for their <clears throat> AR, yeah. Accelerated Reader, have Yeesh. to read Yeesh. nonfiction. So much nonfiction. And there's some that absolutely love the nonfiction, and there's some that absolutely hate it. I it's loved really it. It's a hard thing to get kids interested in. Yeah, is factual things. So, because our librarian is a genius. She's amazing. I love her. Uh, she was and my third grade teacher. Her and I are on the same wavelength when it comes to what kids are really intrigued by. Ghosts. Boo! Um, we just, I mean, there are parents that do not appreciate that, and we respect that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You... But you can't get away from myths and legends either. Mm-mm. So, we've got tons of books on things like this and there are some kids that really love this so throughout was, my years of teaching of I was course, that child. I've heard these stories from kids uh I've said wait I, I heard this one myself once you know just I've I always love just it. loved the mis- mystery of it I guess oh, I what the is chills. happening there and why why where'd they go what's in the box oh why is everybody gone uh if you don't know this is also known as the Devil's Triangle or Hurricane Alley. It's hmm. a loosely defined region in the western part of the North Atlantic Ocean where a number of aircraft and ships are said to have disappeared under mysterious circumstances. Most reputable sources dismiss the idea that there is any mystery. Wasn't it like speculated that Amelia Earhart's... Possibly, but then they think they found her remains... Uh, right. Japanese island, possibly. That's that? what I thought, but I, I know that prior to that... There's it, no proof of that, though. Was, I yeah. say that about that, but I don't know that that's ever been, like... It hasn't been proven. I'm um, pretty sure. But, I, but they went missing. There was a whole thing. I'm sorry for couch that noises. That was another big thing. I mean, it hurt just huge in our childhood, was it not? Well, she was from Kansas. Uh, and just, no. Yes. Well, I, maybe we should have said Gosh. I feel like maybe not, but... We've, she seemed like a down-home girl, you know, like we yeah. got her. I liked her. Yeah, Atchison, I Kansas. When, yeah, I was right. Yeah, fantastic. You were so smart. Yes. I liked when Amy Adams played her in that museum. I thought she did a really good <laughs> job. <laughs> I love uh, her birthday. That's probably not the... Uh... <laughs> we're like right around... It's so funny because, you know, me and my dates. Her birthday was July 24th. Oh and my gosh, you can't stop. Uh, but she flew over the Pacific Ocean. Right. Pacific. The big one. The big one. Uh, so, okay, so the vicinity of the Bermuda Triangle is amongst the most heavily traveled shipping lanes in the world, with ships frequently crossing through it for ports in the Americas, Europe, and the Caribbean islands. Cruise ships and pleasure craft regularly sail through the region, and commercial and private aircraft routinely fly over it. I had to, like, read that to believe that maybe we're wrong about it being crazy, right? I think it's crazy. Uh, Popular culture has attributed various disappearances to the paranormal or activity by 
extraterrestrial beings. Et Documented evidence indicates that a significant percentage of the incidents were spurious, inaccurately reported, or embellished by later authors. Steven Spielberg, don't sue me for saying that. me because, again, I truly believed this was a crazy place. I did it. <sighs> okay. The earliest suggestion of unusual disappearances in the Bermuda area appeared in a September 17, 1950 article published in the Miami Herald. 70 years by ago. By Edward Van Winkle Jones. <laughs> what a name. Edward Van Winkle Jones. Would you like some tea and crumpets, Mr. Edward Van Dinkle Jones? little Bailey Bela, some tea and crumpets. Tea and crumpets? So two years later, Fate Magazine published Sea Mystery at Our Back Door. Okay. A short article by George Sand covering the loss of several planes and ships, including the loss of Flight 19. Ooh, we'll talk ooh. about that. A group of five U.S. Navy grunmen. Grumman. All right. I thought maybe gunmen, but no. TBM Avenger Torpedo Bombers on Avenger. a training mission. Love it. Sands' article was the first to lay out the now familiar triangle area where the losses took place, as well as the first to suggest a supernatural element to the Flight 19 incident. Now, Flight, Flight 19 alone would be covered again in the April 1962 issue of American Legion magazine. Ah, I'm a part of in that. In it, author Alan W. Eckert wrote that the flight leader had been heard saying, we are entering the white water. Nothing seems right. We don't know where we are. The water is green, no white. He also wrote that officials at the Navy Board of Inquiry stated that the planes flew to Mars. Naturally, that's where planes go. <gasps> to Mars. Now, in February 1964, Vincent Gaddis wrote an article called The Deadly Bermuda Triangle Yes. in the pulp magazine Argosy, saying Flight 19 and other disappearances were part of a pattern of strange events in the region. The next year, Gladys expanded this article into a book, Invisible Horizons. So you can see from just like two incidents that they probably didn't have full knowledge, you know, Uh didn't have concrete evidence, anything like that. Um, That all these things are coming to be, which is why it became such a significant thing. This is making me drool. (laughs) And there were other authors. Uh, John Wallace Spencer wrote Limbo of the Lost. Charles Burlitz, or it could be, no, I think I'm right, Burlitz, uh, just wrote The Bermuda Triangle in 1974. <laughs> Richard that? Weiner, I mean, it was a really original name, wasn't it? Richard Weiner, The Devil's Triangle, 1974. He really got mm-hmm. dramatic with it. Love it. And many others, all keeping some of the same supernatural elements outlined by Eckert. So. Supernatural. So... There's criticism. Obviously. Of course. They argued that um, they were exaggerated, dubious, or unverifiable. Uh, Larry Cush, he wrote a book called The Bermuda Triangle Mystery Solved in 1975. So That's bold. A long time ago. Yeah. He revealed a number of inaccuracies and inconsistencies between Berlitz's accounts and statements from eyewitnesses, participants, and others involved in the initial incidents. Koosh noted state uh, noted that cases were per- sorry. Let me start over. Koosh noted cases 
where pertinent information went unreported, such as the disappearance of the around-the-world yachtsman, Donald Crowhurst, which Berlitz had presented as a mystery, despite clear evidence to the contrary. What? Another example was the ore carrier recounted by Berlitz as lost without a trace three days out of the Atlantic port when it had been lost three days out of port with the same name in the Pacific Ocean. What? Bush also argued that a large percentage of the incidents that sparked allegations of the Triangle's mysterious influence actually occurred well outside it, so not in the Bermuda Triangle. I, uh, I just want to go through that. Okay, um, before we talk about what intrigued me. This is a blowing, yeah. that just makes me, that's just nuts, like the, the, the plane flight 19, mm -hmm. like, the water's green, there's white, no white, no white, like. What does that mean, is what we want to know. Yeah, right? and that, that flight's never been recovered. Uh, exactly. But it's been solved. Let me my talk more butthole. about the ones that were noted, like flight 19. Okay. Okay, so again, this was a training flight. This girl is I busy. need to stop drinking, but I'm going to have another drink. And I will drink with you. Cheers, mm. Bermuda Triangle. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was a training flight of five TBM Avenger torpedo bombers. So cool. That disappeared on December 5th, 1945. Ooh, that's almost D-Day. It's right around world... I mean, big big things were happening worldwide. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this thing called World, world War, War II. Two, December 7th. Uh, <laughs> two days later. Two days later. Yeah. Uh, well, over the Atlantic, the squadron's flight plan was scheduled to take them due east from Fort Lauderdale for 141 miles. North for 73 miles, oh, was, and then back over a final 140-mile leg to complete the exercise. The flight never returned to base. The disappearance was attributed by Navy investigators to navigational error, leading to the aircraft running out of fuel. One of the search and rescue aircraft deployed to look for them, a PBN Mariner with a 13-man crew, also disappeared. A tanker off the coast of Florida reported seeing an explosion Oof. and observing a widespread oil slick Ooh. when fruitlessly searching for survivors. The weather was becoming stormy by the end of the incident. According to contemporaneous sources, mm -hmm. the Mariner had a history of explosions due to vapor leaks when heavily loaded with fuel, as it might have been for a potentially long search and rescue operation. All the information they have here. So I was wrong. D Day was uh, June 6, 1944. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought, but, but really officially the war, war, even though that happened then, didn't end mm -hmm. until 1946. Yeah. I was thinking and of some of those stories about people that were still, what do you want to call it? Just tortured by mm -hmm. whatever was happening around them. Right. You know, um, they were still uh, brutalized, I guess, okay. by whoever was in there. You know what I mean? And it yeah. almost was worse because they were all, you know, sort of walls were caving in. Yeah. So they were just really I just, brutalized. For factual people, reasons. A lot of people killed. The dates I was wrong After on. we had sort of won the war, so to say. I don't know. I don't. There's so many stories. And I could be completely wrong. I don't know. 
I just um, I said the dates wrong. That's why, because uh, December seventh was when the Pearl Har- Harbor bombings happened, and that happened at 1941. Not that was the, be- that was towards the beginning. The beginning. Yep. 1939, I think, is when the actual war began. And I think it was an invasion of Poland, but I could again be completely. We're wrong. not talking about I that. About things. We're talking about the Bermuda Triangle. Go right ahead, because World War Two would be another doozy. Whew, there's so many things. Um, probes in the butt a lot of things and and I could go through each one of those incidents but I think we might be here all night I don't know what I'm going to do is tell you what the paranormal explanations were but then there's even more natural explanations give it to me so again it's a wah wah after all this thinking there's something crazy out there alright so triangle writers have used a number of supernatural concepts to explain the events One explanation pins the blame on leftover technology from the mythical lost continent of Atlantis. Ah! Don't we love Atlantis? I do. Sometimes connected to the Atlantis story is a submerged rock formation known as the Bimini Road off the island of Bimini, Bimini in the Bahamas, which is in the triangle by some definitions. Followers of the purported psychic Edgar Cayce take his prediction that evidence of Atlantis would be found in 1968 as referring to the discovery of the Bemini Road. Believers describe the formation as a road, wall, or other structure, but the Bemini Road is of natural origin. (laughs) This is really all they have to say about it. Other writers attribute the events to UFOs. Charles Berlitz, author of various books on anomalous phenomena, lists several theories attributing to the losses in the triangle to anomalous or unexplained forces. But they have explained quite a few things here. The natural explanations. Are you ready for them? I'm ready for them. Okay. Drooling everywhere. Compass variations. Uh, Compass problems are one of the cited phrases in many triangle incidents. While some have theorized the unusual logic, sorry, Logic just went out. I have no logic. The unusual local magnetic anomalies may exist in the area. Such anomalies have not been found. Compasses have natural magnetic variations in relation to the magnetic poles, a fact which navigators have known for centuries. This is not new, and it does not just happen in the Bermuda Triangle, even though for years I thought it did. This is like a big slap in your face. Yeah, it really it was. Uh, magnetic Compass North and Geographic True North are exactly the same, only for a small number of places. For example, as of 2000, which was 20 years ago. Oh, no! <laughs> ah, that doesn't seem 20 real. 20 years ago. years ago. 20 years of seven. <laughs> in the United States, only those places on a line running from Wisconsin to the Gulf of Mexico. Wisconsin. That's it. And you know Wisconsin. That's like family. That's me. But the public may not be as informed and think there is something mysterious about a compass changing across an area as large as the triangle, which it naturally will and does 
throughout so much more of this world and this earth. The Gulf Stream, major surface current, uh, primarily driven by thermohaline circulation that originates in the Gulf of Mexico and then flows through the Straits of Florida into the North Atlantic. In essence, it's a river within an ocean. And like a river, it can and it does carry floating objects. It has a maximum surface velocity about, of about two meters per second. A small plane making a water landing or a boat having engine trouble can be carried away from its reported position by the current. Uh, another one is human error. One of the most cited explanations in official inquiries as to the loss of any aircraft or vessel is mm -hmm. human error. Human stubbornness may have caused businessman Harvey Conover to lose his sailing yacht, Revenock, as he sail sailed into the teeth of a storm south of Florida on January 1st, 1958. Violent weather, which has always kind of been one, um, hurricanes, mm -hmm. uh, a downdraft of cold air, Lots of different things. Methane hydrates, an explanation for some of the disappearances has focused on the presence of large fields of methane hydrates as a form of natural gas on the continental shelves. Laboratory experience, experiments carried out in Australia, your incorrect uh, location from earlier, have proven <laughs> that bubbles can indeed sink a scale model ship by decreasing the density of the water. Bubbles? Bubbles. Bubbles. Bye, bubbles. bubbles. Any wreckage consequently rising to the surface would be rapidly dispersed by the Gulf Stream. It has been hypothesized that periodic methane eruptions, sometimes called mud volcanoes, may produce regions of frothy water that are no longer capable of providing adequate buoyancy for ships. If this were the case, such an area forming around a ship could cause it to sink very rapidly and without warning. It says publications by the USGS describe large stores of undersea hydrates worldwide, including the Lake Ridge area off the coast of southeastern United States. However, according to the USGS, no large releases of gas hydrates are believed to have occurred in the Bermuda Triangle for the past 15,000 years. So it doesn't really explain that. 15,000 years. Those are all good explanations, but again, There are ones that have happened where the boat was found with no people, and I feel like not one of these explained that to me. Your hair looks lovely right now. Thanks. I'm. I'm, I'm She's channeling her inner Medusa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I want to take a a babble small, babble small, babble small. I went to small bed babble. last night with my hair wet, and I woke up this Aww. morning. And had to get to work early because of things were going crazy. And I had things that I that needed fixed that I couldn't fix. But anyways, my hair was so all this natural wave and curl just happened. And the only person who who compliment well the first person who compliment actually no, he was the only one until I made Heather say my hair looked pretty. Um nice of her to just stay. Yeah, just tell me my hair looks great. But no, it was Luke. He's like, your hair looks really good today. And I'm like, thank you. I've been waiting for someone to say that because I, I literally, I woke up like this. <laughs> so I, of course, took the snarls out of my hair, but I didn't brush it. I just let it be. And it, and Luke made my day. So Luke, I if you listen to this episode. Natural. Just then when you start messing with it, it was just sticking out in all directions. Hi, I'm Medusa. Uh, I do want to throw in one more thing I've heard. Yes, more, more Bermuda. disappearance of people. 
Bowl, the one that stuck with me forever. Can your next cat be named Bermuda? <laughs> I'm gonna name it Bermuda. Absolutely. Buttons in Bermuda? I was always hung up on this. Everyone disappeared. Um, but there's this thing called piracy. I don't know if you guys heard of pirates. They're oh. real. Arg, matey. Um, I don't know about... Look at me! Look at me! I'm the captain now! Sorry. Captain Phillips. Don't sue me. Good movie. Bye. Pirates. They could have just taken all the people off the ship and killed them. So let's eat them. Cannibalism, delicious. You find an empty ship when everybody was taken off of it, right? Well, like I said, there was a story about a, a ship that supposedly got lost in the Bermuda Triangle, and it recently resurfaced not that long ago. Um, I'm not sure which one that was, and I'll look at like updates. But I think the one I'm thinking of is the USS Cyclops. Ooh. There were like 309 people on board, which is why I'm like, hmm. Uh, it's an incident resulting in the single largest loss of life in the history of the U.S. Navy, not related to combat. Uh, it was carrying a full load of ore, and with one engine out of action, went missing without a trace with a crew of, again, 309, wow. sometime after March 4th, 1918. After departing the island of Barbados, although there is no strong evidence for any single theory, many independent theorists exist, some blaming storms, some capsizing, and some suggesting that wartime enemy activity was to blame for the loss. In addition to Cyclops' sister ships, Proteus and Nereus, were subsequently <laughs> lost in the North Atlantic during World War II. Both ships were transporting heavy loads of meta metallic ore, similar to what to which was loaded on Cyclops, Cyclops during her fatal voyage. I can't even read anymore. <laughs> in all three cases, structural failure due to overloading with a much denser cargo than designed is considered the most likely cause of sinking. Absolutely every one of these has another explanation. And again, this one is the, it's the SS Cotopaxi, is the ship that so supposedly resurfaced. Had reappeared in 2015 as a ghost ship near Cuba. S.S. Cotopaxi, C-O-T-O-P-A-X-I. Got it. Yep. There's it's an emergency fleet corporation. Uh, it was built for the United States Shipping Board under the World War One Emergency Shipbuilding Program. It launched on November 15, 1918. It was named after the Cotopaxi Stratovolcano of Ecuador. Yep. Arrived in Boston on December 22nd, 1918 to begin operations for the USSB through December 23rd, 1919 when Cotopaxi was delivered to the Clinchfield Navigation Company under terms of sale. During operation the USSB during operation 4, the USSB, the ship suffered serious damage in a grounding on the coast of Brazil and later operating for Clinchfield Navigation was involved in a collision with a tug in Havana, resulting in the tug being sunk. She and a crew of 32 vanished in December of 1925, while mm -hmm. en route from Charleston, South Carolina, United States, to Havana, Cuba, with a large, uh, with a cargo of coal. Havana? Oh, no, no. <laughs> I said um, it. Don't sue me, uh, Camilla They Cabella. say Thanks. the wreck lies 35 miles off of St. Augustine, Florida. Mm-hmm. It was discovered in the 1980s, but could not be identified, and subsequently duped the bear wreck. Yep. 
The wreck was identified in January 2020 based on 15 years of investigation by marine biologist Michael Barnett. Yeah. Um, similar to what I found in this article from CNN. Right. So that <laughs> tells you these ones that vanish without a trace will show back up. Yeah. It's just... Uh, and also, and then there's of course in the last twenty to thirty years of my life, I haven't heard any mysterious disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle. Which I guess is good, but I it means but we've I, figured things out, and we no longer think that it's paranormal or UFOs. Poof. Sort of like UFOs. That's a that's another rabbit hole. Oh my goodness! I just don't believe in it at all. You don't believe in UFOs? No, I don't. <gasps> now, hold on. I shouldn't say that. Do I believe that there are unidentified flying objects? Absolutely. Because military doesn't always yeah. put out what they're testing. So you don't think it's aliens? And on another note, do I believe in aliens? Yes. Do I believe they have ever visited? No. It's absolutely impossible to say that there's not life on another planet. Sure. You just cannot look at our universe the way it is. Right. With the amount of solar systems that we have and say there's not life anywhere else. I right. do believe there absolutely has to be. Yeah. Like, could you imagine if there was another Earth? But do Earth you understand with our alternate the selves? closest star, which would be like the closest solar system, mm -hmm. is four light years away? <laughs> Can you live at warp speed for four years is the question. I mean, what kind of living things can? Yeah. How intelligent can we be? To yeah. Get here. There. I just. That's the thing. I. I, I that's a whole nother episode. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because I'm on this one and it, of course, has something about the Titanic on it. Oh, the Titanic. What's mine? It's my ship. Man. Oh, okay. So in the one episode, I couldn't remember what my name. You know, mm -hmm. past live stuff. Um, no, my friend, who this is a part of a whole nother rabbit hole, but. She did what is called a journey on oh. me, um, which is like kind of a self-meditation and traveling to my higher self. Um, she talked about her past lives and what she'd done, but she, she's like, when she looked into mine, she's, cause she's like, cause I, she's like, you're very connected to the Titanic. She's like, I can just feel it. Really? And I hadn't even said anything to her about it yet, which is wild. Cause we weren't like super close friends at that point. But, um, She's like, the name Wendy Marie is popping into my head. I'm like, well, my, I have an aunt named Wendy, but I don't know what her middle name is. So I, of course, looked on the, because I died on the ship in my past life. If you believe in that sort of thing, if you don't, welcome to the babbles. Ha! But anyways, <laughs> but I looked up people who died on the ship, and there was a girl on the ship who was in her 20s named Wendla Maria. Like, what are the odds she thought of the name Wendy Marie, and then there's Wendela Maria, who was one of the people who died when the Titanic sank. And the more I've, like, there's not a lot on her. Do you get chills when you hear her name? My my chest just, like, tightened. Uh -huh. Like, it just, yeah. Because when she told me that, like, I'd never, like, I've looked at the list of the names, just especially because I love the movie. Mm -hmm. And because there was, I don't, I think I said last, it was, there was a Jack D on the ship, but I think it was it was either Jack D or Jay Dawson. We just so want it to be a true story. Yeah. That I was on it? No. no, no. That I was, oh. That, oh, that there was an actual Jay Dawson. No, there was. No, no, no. I'm just saying the story. Oh, the actual love story? Yeah. Oh, there was affairs and all sorts of things. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm like, saying, but like the richest man on the ship, um, 
John Jacob Astor, he was on there. Oh, as so many characters were actual characters, yeah. right? And I love that they did that, but at the same time, I, I love, don't think there was a Rose and Jack story, even though we love, love Yeah, stories. but that's I'm Hollywood. I'm so angry that she didn't just pull him back on the raft. They both would have fit. I feel like that's just an it argument. It was a big old, big old, uh, yeah, door. She could have let him on the raft, you selfish person. But it was, it wasn't in the script. And all the way home. Okay, next time, whenever we, because I have it on my list to look up to see if there's any murders or anything like crazy that happened on the ship besides the ship sinking itself. Even, dude, that's a whole episode on its own. There's so many like things it. that could have prevented. Like yeah. That could have prevented that sinking. So many things. But it didn't happen. Cross fingers. Cross fingers. We're crossing fingers that there are no more fireworks. So our dogs will stop going crazy. Crazy. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this wonderful yeah. episode of Bloody Babbles. Every time I finish, I'm like, sorry. We're just done. We just start going on a tangent about something that's not related to what we need to keep the episode on, but this is why it's called Bloody Babbles. Mostly because of your alliteration that you taught in class, but because this is who we are as humans. This is how all of our conversations go. And now we're sharing them with the world. So you're welcome. So, as always, check out Fantasy Music and World Music by the Fighters on YouTube. They're Hermerner. I just like saying their last name. Fighters. 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 Go show them some love on YouTube. Follow us on Instagram at the Bloody, Bloody, Babbles. Bloody Babbles Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Bloody Babbles. Bloody Babbles. You can look me up on Facebook because I don't have a Facebook page because I don't think it's relevant. Not yet, anyways. Maybe we'll just do just, just a page, not like a whole group. Because I don't need people getting in there and yelling at each other. I'm on Facebook more than anything, and yeah, I... but we're older. Yeah, so I that's... I know that you're still, like, lots younger than me, but... but we're literally 13 years apart. It's it not even... Start? Is it? No. I don't think it is. I can't let go of it. I won't let I'll go. Never let go. I'll never let go, Jack. No. But Dude. I'm letting go right now. But I'm gonna let... You, you, know, you know what? That made me mad as a child. Myself. That made me so mad as a child because I'm like, Mom, why is she letting go? She just told him she'd never let go. Yeah. My mom's Liar. like, my mom's like, in her heart, she'll never let him go. And I'm like, no, that's I not. Wanna, I don't for, think about it hypothetically. Well, I know, but my six year old self was pissed. I'm like, Mom, why does she, she do she, this? Why did you let him float in the water and freeze to death? Yeah. Rose? Yeah. Why? You could have just, like, I don't know. Your body warmth, don't you know? Body yeah. warmth, man. Uh. What buttons is he in her? Hey, Buttons, my home skillet biscuit dog. Just no, kidding, you're a cat. Where she was and she showed up. There she is. Now I've seen all three animals that are going to be my new roommates. <laughs> she looked at you when you were like, what? What is this? What do you mean? I'm going to have to get a picture of Buttons so our followers can uh, enjoy her fat, fluffy cuteness. Hi. Hi. This cat licked me the first time I met her. But anyways, that is our um, uh, latest episode. Stay tuned for some wild stuff um, coming very soon. Because I've got so many things I'm going to research while Kelly's on vacation and I live in her house. And come on. And slowly move in. I'm going to get some more on vacation. We'll she's going to get lit. And we're going to be mad at her because she's on a beach. And even if she has to self-quarantine for two weeks after she gets home, we're still going to give you a podcast because we're good like that. And if I you know, don't survive the COVID. 
love me forever. And we've already discussed this. If you end up dying in some form or fashion, we're going to continue this podcast. So I'm going to come in your basement. And your ghost is going to be here. I'm coming back. Going to be here. I'm going to try really hard to verbalize myself. Dude, that's going to be trippy as hell. Especially if on these microphones and it catch... Oh. So, okay, we're going to go now. Um, well, you'll hear our uh, wonderful, annoying voices soon. You're welcome. Bye. Bye. <laughs>